When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a morning it is to be a New Zealand sports fan. Uh, what a night it was Friday night, and it lived up to all of the hype. To debrief it, let's get into the panel. Proudly sponsored by Melray Electrical, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby, and we have two very esteemed gentlemen. This is going to be excellent, I think. Uh, we've got George Berry and Mike Thorpe on the line. Morning, George. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, super. Mike, how are you doing? Very, very well. Yep, up bright and early and ready for a yarn. Excellent. Right, lads. Uh, George, quickly, I'll start with you because, well, the mainland, it's one of the uh, it's one of the great events. You've been involved with the God Zone. Uh, yeah, been away for uh, the last week or so with another God Zone, God Zone Chapter 11, this time starting down in uh, Tiania and heading away through into Riverton, near 580-odd kilometres of uh, madness, really. Uh, Louis, they uh, yeah, pack raft and bike and uh, navigate their way through the bush and uh, try to find their way, say, from point A to point B, and it is just astronomical, some of the stuff that those guys put themselves through. I, I am absolutely in awe of what they do. Uh, we sort of described it the other day that you kind of need to be an F1 car, but really for sort of um, that bash-up derby that you see at Woodford Glen type stuff because it just goes for days and days and days. But, yeah, you need to really be an athlete in order – well, certainly to compete. There's a lot of people out there that are just wanting to, you know, complete, I suppose, more so than compete. But, uh, yeah, Avaya, mate, they are unreal. Nathan Fave and Chris Fawn and uh, Sophie Hart and Stu Lynch, they, they truly are some of the best athletes you'll see in the country and you probably don't see enough of them. Oh, the mental toughness is off the charts. It is seriously impressive. Huge um, huge hats off to everyone involved. Uh, it's a, a beautiful event to be a part of, George. So I'm sure you had a blast. Hey, Mike, last night, the Crusaders, I kind of thought that they didn't even really get out of fourth gear, and I'm a little bit worried for the Highlanders, if I'm being brutally honest, but it was good to see Richie stamp his authority all over that game. What did you make of it? There was so many good parts to that game, wasn't there? And I, I think you're right. I think, wow, the Highlanders are in a world of trouble. They desperately need a team that they can uh, or not get a hiding from. And, and unfortunately for them, they've had the Crusaders and the Blues in, in you know consecutive weeks. So until they find one of those middle-of-the-pack uh, teams, then I, I don't suppose they're going to know where they're at. But oh, I just thought the Crusaders showed their depth, and especially in the midfield where... Uh, they'd lost... Um, uh, oh, help me out here. They lost uh, Jack Goodhue. Yeah, and then in came Braden Enor, who looked a million bucks um, with David Harvilli in there as well. So um, with, uh, with more recruits still to come, signs are pretty good. Uh, the one concerning part was the scrum. Tom Moody got beaten up badly in that in that first half and then into the start of the second half as well so everything else was looking good but that scrum looked appalling yeah that's fair enough and I think Braden Enor after I mean shift to the bench he needed that for his confidence George where did you where did you land last a week ago if I take you back to Saturday morning after that Chiefs hiding where did you land were you panicking or were you kind of not that fast knowing that there was enough experience especially up front that they should be able to work it out themselves or is there a case to be made that without Jace Ryan and 
you know, this year is a little bit more uncertain than previous ones, that there was a case to be made that maybe 2023 could be a little less fruitful for the Crusaders. Where were you? Oh, I, I think you'd be honest, if, or we'd be unhonest if you weren't sitting there thinking, gee, what's going on here? Uh, and asking yourself that, that very question. But equally, I think, uh, you know, the Chiefs have come to Christchurch and done a smash and grab on a number of times uh, before. So I wasn't too panicked about it. But yeah, there were certainly parts of the game last week that you were kind of scratching your head a little bit about. Good to see uh, David Heavily back at second five and things like that, though. Uh, I think that was a, that's a perfect spot for him. And he showed it last night. Just his class equally showed. Uh, how much room and time and effort he gives to Richie to just kind of play his game when he uh, when he's on the field as well. So I think those combinations and partnerships are, are super important. Uh, Davey playing at fullback and a bit of sort of mismatch with Jack playing at second five last week and shifting people around potentially, yeah, isn't the best lineup for them. But uh, yeah, I think were, every, everything seemed to be back on track as far as uh, last night's concerned. That's for sure. Uh, apart from that scrum, as, as Thorpe talked about, interesting to see that it happened to Joe Moody more more so than anybody yeah. else as well. Well, so uh, yeah, there's, there'll certainly be a bit of chat around there. But I mean, I mean, you saw what Joe did when he came back on in the second half. I think he had five touches in the first two minutes or something like that, and then all of a sudden got himself back in the game. And maybe that's all that was needed. Uh, remember, you know, he hasn't played a lot of rugby for for a hell of a long time either. So uh, certainly putting lots of scrums down uh, at training, but he hasn't had too many in the in the heat of battle for a while. You like to think that's rust rather than uh, any sort of physical deterioration for, for Big Joe. Hey, Michael, come to you on the cricket in just a wee bit because I know you are mad for it. But, George, uh, super, super rugby opicky. Um Today, it's, a, it's a, massive, a massive day for the Matatu because they're playing here at their new home base. It's the last time that we'll see them. So it kind of comes, well, in this part of the world, it's flashing, flashing the pan a wee bit. Where, where are you at with women's rugby and, and the support they're getting post this rag, Women's Rugby World Cup and the, the absolute buzz about it? Are we doing enough to capitalise? Well, I think the only thing that could have been done better is to have an elongated competition to actually keep it in the market for longer. Mm. That's probably the yeah. biggest frustration about it. But I mean, some of the quality of rugby and women's rugby is outstanding. I think there's a lot of work going in at younger age groups, in girls' rugby in particular. Uh, there's a lot of conversations around how to change draws, uh, how to make the game more accessible, all of that sort of stuff. But it's also quite difficult to then just turn around and say, right, we need 15 players every week to, to form a a team, and then that across a number of things to, to get a competition. So there's a little bit of mix and match, but yeah, certainly from a, an elite level, yeah, I mean, how, how soon can we start playing the Aussies? How soon can we actually make a, a proper, uh, you know, elite level competition that goes for six, eight, maybe even ten weeks, and then it stays in the market and people can really get attracted to it? Because the same thing, you know, we've got Farah Palmer Cup later on this year. Uh, that you know, that's going to be a fantastic competition with the depth that's been being brewed. But yeah, you'll see a number of the, the girls out of the Mata Two team heading over to Australia in a couple of weeks to play in their Super W competition as well, just to keep some more some more rugby going. I know Amy Rule's heading over, and uh, Mata Mata Eli and, and a few others, uh, Atlanta Lola Hears, all heading over to play for the Force and things like that. So it, it'll get better. It'll constantly get better. But uh, you need the we need the bottom to come up and build the base as much as we do at the top as well, though, to, to have a real meaningful competition and meaningful sort of talent pool to play with. Yeah, it's a great point you make around the depth there, and it is a little bit chicken and egg, but gee whiz, can we just get behind it and make it happen? I, I, if it can't be a priority now for the unions in New Zealand rugby, I don't know when it ever would be. Hey, um, Thorpey, now Gavin Larson, some news late last night. 
I don't think it's a Friday Friday news dump. I, I don't think it is. I think it must just be timing wise. But Gav is off. He's got a new gig with uh, Warwickshire. I think it is. Um, he's done a, a hell of a job as a selector in a very successful period of time with Mike Hesson and Gary Stead. The Black Caps play Sri Lanka here. Um, well, they've got their, their warm-up match today uh, in Lincoln and then Hagley Oval starting on Thursday. Gavin Larson's tenure as the selector of the uh, Black Caps. How would you sum it up? Well, you know, if you look at the team that they've got now and the team that they've had over the past few years, obviously, with that WTC um, uh, win as well, they've built up one of the greatest teams that New Zealand cricket's ever seen. But the old adages always leave them wanting more. And I don't think Larson has gone out at the right time. He should have gone probably 18 months, two years ago, in, in my opinion. Um, mm. And, and we're, seeing, we're seeing now where that depth isn't quite there. And to be fair, I think four of the top five test averages of all time, um, those batsmen are in the team now. It's Conway, Williamson, uh, um, I think Nichols has dropped off the pace. Blundell's not far off. He's about sixth. Um, Latham's up there as well. You know, so there's a, there's a bunch of fantastic batsmen. There's obviously um, Southie and Wagner coming up as well. So as far as the bowlers, they're some of the best we've ever had too. But who's next? And I don't think the development really has been done, and I don't think Larson can um, can you know walk away from the blame on some of that. So, yep, I think applaud what he has done, but at the same time, um, we will see over the next 12, 18 months maybe what hasn't been done. Uh, part of me wonders if this is the first cog and and a few changes in the. Uh front office of New Zealand cricket, but we'll just watch that one. Uh, Mike, just very quickly, mate, have you got your heart rate down after Tuesday? Oh, good was that? I mean, it's long been said you can't beat Test cricket. I'm not a T20 fan, I have to say, but there is no greater advertisement for the longer format of the game than that. Absolutely unbelievable. And if we'd lost, you know what, I probably would have enjoyed it just as much. But, yeah, incredible. Uh, I need a second time in history that it's a, a, a one-run margin. Uh, I need a fourth time in history that, that the follow-on has been um, enforced and, and then that team has won. So, yeah, incredible. But just, I mean, that's that's entertainment, isn't it? You tune in for that any day of the week. Oh, 100%. Hey, George, we're just short on time here, but give me 30 seconds on the breakers because that's entertaining. Oh, mate, I go back to when uh, I was at uh, the Intech or whatever it was in Auckland when they first won their first title and seeing uh, Mick McCona and those guys cutting down the the nets uh, back then. I can't wait for this to happen. They are so good at the moment. They are so good. They are a team that's absolutely smashed every obstacle in their way. And to see what they did last night in Sydney, you know, they can come back here and absolutely smash it again. They are so good. Uh, Yeah, I, I I, I don't think Matt and the guys have got the... Um, the accolades that they deserve for what they've done with that Breakers team. That is a hard, hard competition to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth to Aussie all the time and win. I mean, look at the Warriors, look at the Phoenix, look at all those other teams that can't do it. Uh, the Breakers are something else. Uh, I totally agree, mate. And we're going to hear and talk about them a lot more. Gee, you lads go good early on a Saturday. Mike Thorpe, George Berry. Appreciate it, fellas. Cheers, mate. There you go. And that's the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. Wow. Debut, Jacob. Give me a give me a rating. Uh, well, five stars. You're like up there with the best. <laughs> yeah, thanks. There's only three people that have done it, so I'll take it.
What a wonderful morning to be a New Zealander. Gee, last night was good. Warriors, Crusaders, Hurricanes, Breakers, the Golfers. And the mail run's coming up after this. I'm not going anywhere.